Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. I was struggling to do things my way and in my time. Like, I, okay, if I get this job or I get this degree or I can get this right now and I can do this. I was strains were showing up in many forms and things that were not the fruit of the spirit. As a Christian, I was supposed to have the fruit of the spirit, but although I said I wasn't envious and I wasn't, but <clears throat> discontent, yeah. Mm. On this episode of the Abundant Living Podcast, I'll be sharing my thoughts about misplaced loyalty. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. I am Wesleya Echoes. And I am Willa Williams. And we are the co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We host a community who are guided by the principles found in Ecclesiastics chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, which says wisdom is better when paired with money, double protection, wisdom and wealth. So every week we have conversations to energize you to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with all your friends and family. We are so glad that you are joining us here today on the Abundant Living Podcast. We are already starting to celebrate our upcoming second anniversary and we're starting the celebration by offering a book bundle giveaway. We mm-hmm. want to gift you two books that are autographed by the authors to help yes. build your resource library. All you have to do to win the book bundle is register for the Wealth Activation Challenge. These are books that are authored by friends of ours. You have heard them on our podcast. The first book that we're including in the bundle is an autographed copy of Happy Money, Happy Life by Jason Vitug. This book is a multi-dimensional approach to health, wealth, and financial freedom. And it's written in three parts. And this book is going to outline the science behind happiness and how to spend your money to improve your well-being, and long-term happiness. And Jason explains the eight overlapping dimensions of happiness, including mental, emotional, physical, social, occupational, environmental, spiritual, and financial dimensions. (laughs) That sounds like our fivefold areas of life that you hear us referencing. And the bonus is that Willa and I are featured in this book, in chapter 12, For Happy Spirit. So we are delighted (laughs) to have been featured and to be able to share in this artful and insightful take on how to make your money work to actively improve your life. Happy Money, Happy Life is included, is the first book that's included in the bundle. Yes. And the second book in the book bundle is stacked. 
your super serious guide to modern money management. And it is co-authored by our good friend, Joe Saul Cihai and Emily Guy Birkin. Yes. Joe and Emily say, rich, wealthy, well-heeled, moneyed, affluent, not bad. But why not get stacked yourself? (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever dreamed of a basic philosophy of money, they'll help you live bigger, be bolder, and laugh harder. You need this book. (laughs) I love it. In this book, you learn everything from side hustles to hiring a legitimate financial advisor to planning for emergencies to what's new and exciting and actually worth your time in financial apps and software. And if you're looking for the same old get-rich-quick cliches, avocado toast-shaming, or alphabet soup of incomprehensible financial terms, you won't find them here. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, Saul Cihai and Birkin take you step-by-step along the way to financial success with their signature blend of shrewd financial information and wacky humor. I love it. I love it. And Joe has been on our podcast and yes, wacky humor. (laughs) He specializes in that. He is such a wonderful finance professional. I know that this book is going to be an excellent addition to your resource library. So all you have to do to win is register for the Wealth Activation Challenge. And hopefully, when we randomly pick the winner, it'll be you. We'll announce the winner in the challenge on April the 17th. You know, off off air, Willa and I, we can get into some really, <laughs> some mm-hmm. really deep conversations. And mm-hmm. some things have been on her heart lately and regarding like misplaced loyalty. And it probably was birthed out of the fact that we really had um, a Bible study where we were learning about how to be our authentic selves. And ever since then, she said she has been (laughs) wrestling. Truly. Wrestling with this. Share a little bit about what's Mm -hmm. going on in your head and heart about this and why is it on your mind so much? Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) there is history. First, it started off. And I was really wrestling about the American dream. I was thinking about how it has changed and become such a crazy quest for so many people. Mm. But when we think about the meaning of the American dream, it's different from everybody. Mm -hmm. And I had to really go to the Holy Spirit to get guidance and understanding on, on why this was really wrestling with me so much. And the one thing that I really understood as he reminded me is that God had already preordained a dream and destiny for all creation. I was going to write this episode then, Mm a couple months ago, but, you know, we had our season break, came back, listening to the Lord, Mm -hmm. ready again. Then I got sick. Can you believe we both got COVID <laughs> after three years? <laughs> I avoiding, got COVID in December, and <laughs> I did in January. After after avoiding COVID for three years, all, the whole twenty all the way. Yes, <laughs> it showed up. Tell me how? I don't know. I just know I, I wasn't doing anything less. I was still continuing to protect myself. But 
But God, we adjust it and we move forward. That's right. <laughs> we got but, delayed, uh, but we move forward. But he has now shown me the message yeah. that I it, he he's cleared up some things in my spirit mm. about this American dream and being authentic and loyal to him. And so in that clarity, now I understand why this episode had to be released now mm-hmm. and could not be released then mm-hmm. because I really didn't have an understanding and really able to follow what he was trying to show me and tell me then. So now I know and I can share now where I probably could not have shared authentically back then. Right, right. I've really been remembering, remembering times when I found myself looking around at neighbors, families, entertainers, just anybody with stuff, Mm -hmm. things that I liked things that I may have wanted and things that made them look successful. And those things reminded me that, well, you know, I've never been a person who was envious of anyone. If I saw someone with something, it made me understand and know that I could have the same thing. I just had to work for it. It meant Mm -hmm. that it was attainable. So you weren't coveting. (laughs) Not coveting because I didn't want theirs. I wanted them to continue to have theirs. What I wanted was to see and know that it was attainable. So Mm -hmm. I would do the work. Mm -hmm. I would take the steps necessary to get them. But if you hear what I'm saying, it was me. I would do the work. Mm -hmm. I would take the steps. The Lord was not in any of that. He was not in that. And focusing on these things or this American dream or these successful people was taking my focus away from the Lord. I was doing the work. I was doing everything. He wasn't in it. And being a child of God, I know that that's not fruitful. So what did the American dream look like for you? As a young person and growing up, I used to think the American dream meant really owning your own home, having a good job, you know, being able to buy what you wanted and to be able to do the things that you wanted to do on hinder. You, you didn't have to ask permission because you had the ability to get what you wanted. But, you know, don't forget about <laughs> the, the 2.5 <laughs> and the, the dog and the picket fence. Right. Right. You know, we, we always had that part of it. Well, after really watching my parents and family struggle to get to the American dream, what I learned was that I had to get a job. I had to be able to pay my bills. So I got the job and I could pay my bills. But the other parts of the American dream didn't seem like they were going to be a part of the equation for me. Mm. I was not going to be able to do things unhindered. I was not going to be able to purchase that home where I wanted to purchase it. I was not going to be able to do those things. But as a child of God, my desire and goal was really to be who he promised, who he purposed me to be actually. And so do you sit in this spot where you feel like, well, a portion of this described dream of the world didn't happen to me. So did I do something wrong or... Is, is it not for me? Well, that particular aspect about not having had kids, believe me, I went down that road. 
uh, to be transparent, I, I'll just take one incident where I was living in an area where my husband and I had bought our first home and we had paid cash for this home and we were excited. It was a HUD house, mm-hmm. but we paid cash for it. We fixed it up. It was a two family. We rented out the other part and across the street from us, there was a family that lived there with a lot of small kids and they were not positioned where financially where they should, in my opinion, have more. Well, the mom became pregnant and I'll never forget standing in my doorway one day, looking out, seeing her pregnant and asking God why her and not me, Mm. why her and not me. That was hurting. But after a long period of time of dealing with that, I got over it. And now, Lord God, I got kids from all my, <laughs> my brothers, my sisters. Right. We got kids to three generations. So I tell all my family and friends that you had them, you did the pain, but they mine. So I don't have to worry about that because I was mm-hmm. spared the pain. So I bless God for that. But there were many things that we went through that I began to realize that these parts of the American dreams were not going to be attainable for me. And it did bring some worry. It brought some hardship and some pain. But when I go back and I look at what the Lord said he's going to do for me and he would do for us, I realized that in order to achieve success, I really needed to define it for myself. I had to seek God's voice, set goals, which would put me on course to live in his abundance. I had to become the steward that he commanded me to be in his word and Mm -hmm. not seek, but not seek out a construct like the American dream, which is man-made and can often replace our vision of and faith in what the word tells us, Mm -hmm. what the Lord tells us is for us. It's just amazing to be able to see how thinking about the American dream, which everybody, so many people are trying to get to, can take your mind away from the Lord and, and what he has already preordained for you to do. I feel it sounds it to me, it, it puts him in a box. Because if the quote unquote American dream is the construct that you're going after, he could have more. Yeah, he has so much more. Yeah. And it reminded me of a clip that I saw one day when somebody was interviewing Oprah Winfrey and they asked Oprah and she was on like a wreck at a red carpet event. And they were and they said, Oprah, what does it feel like to be um, to be Oprah? To, to be living a life you <laughs> right to be Oprah living a mm-hmm. life you dreamed, you know, <laughs> and she says, Mm-mm. she mm-hmm. says, I live in a life that God dreamed for me. There you go. There you go. And to get there, you have to put your mind back toward him. Well, uh, what, so what does it look like then to have misguided loyalty? I'm sorry, misplaced loyalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to tell you some of the things that I experienced. Losing focus on God as my source. Mm. I was struggling to do things my way and in my time, like, I, okay, if I get this job or I get this degree or I can get this right now and I can do this. 
I was strange were showing up in many forms and things that were not the fruit of the spirit. As a Christian, I was supposed to have the fruit of the spirit, but although I said I wasn't envious and I wasn't, but <clears throat> discontent, yeah. Mm. I was very discontent. Yeah, you can like, be dis you can have discontent and not be envious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like why not me? Like the example I see. Mm-hmm. Why why them and not us? Why not? Mm. We're hardworking. You know. And I just was getting seeds of doubt planted. Like, Father, are you sure you promised that? Mm. I- I- is it my time? Did you promise? T- this is what you said, but this is what I see. And I had to stop. Mm-hmm. Because seeking after that construct was making me doubt, mm. not be completely trustworthy because I didn't trust. And it was, of course, misplacing my loyalty. Mm. Yeah. When you think about your loyalty being to yourself, that's when I think about that DYI mindset. Mm. I can do it myself. I educated myself, college, upper grad, all of that. Got the job, corporate America, successful, all of that. Made the six figures, all of that. But that was me doing all of that. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And so now that your loyalty is aligned, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Well... Faithful to him. I'm committed. And I can see it back and forth going both ways. I see his commitment and his faithfulness to me. Mm -hmm. I see obligations that, because that's the definition of loyalty. It's that Webster says the definition of loyalty Mm -hmm. is the state or quality of being loyal means faithfulness in commitments or obligations. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see that faithfully adherent to a sovereign government leader or cause. That's and where I am. And that's where the he kingdom. Is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just can't even imagine that some of the things that we did and do sometimes, he still is out there for us. I live authentically in Christ now. Bring the mindset that I'm required to have the job, the house, the vehicle, the number of kids that society say. I don't have that anymore. I don't. Mm-hmm. Because my definition of the American dream is composed of what God says mm-hmm. I should have, what he mm-hmm. told me in prayer. And I'm free from the slave mindset. <laughs> I give myself grace and peace. So that I can enjoy the fulfillment that he has given me. And I welcome the abundance that he has granted me. It's like another level of freedom, another mm-hmm. opportunity to enjoy. And and I, it just makes you feel like you're just floating mm-hmm. because you're not doing it on your own. I I see where 
when you think about a pastor and he's got his congregation or you have someone that are holding up his shoulders. And I know that's in the word. They can just soar yeah. and do the work and enjoy because you're not doing it on your own. God has got me held up. He's lifting me up. He's doing the work. What I had to remember is that those works were not works that I was just doing for Willa. Those were works that God allowed me to be able to do to put me on the path to the abundance that he had set up for me. Didn't mean I'm going to sit back and start praying and say, oh, Lord, I I trust you. I believe in you and I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) No, I had to do the work, but I had to make sure that my motives was correct. And my motive was to really seek after him and to look away from even thinking about being jealous or envious or covetous of something someone else had or letting somebody else define success for me mm-hmm. because their definition of success for me, like you said, may have put me in a box or was limiting. My definition of success from him, it, it's limitless. Mm-hmm. And, and he has shown me by where we are today that what he would do what he will remove that hinders me, what path he will put me on to bring me to success. He has shown me all those things. The promises he made to Abraham, he has shown them and we have lived them out as Abraham's seed. He has done that. So what would you say to the person who is growing impatient, waiting to see this dream that they believe that God has shown them come into manifestation. Cause some people, well, and then I guess that's, that's, I guess it's a, it's a loaded question. How do you discern your dream versus what you know that God has dreamt for you? When I think about that question and about people waiting, it takes me back to the question you first asked me about childbearing. Mm. It was a long time that we wanted to have children. And it took a minute, you know, and I'm saying a minute, but, you know, it probably took me about, I don't know, 25 years to get it out of my spirit. It took a long time. All my childbearing years, it took all of it. And I had to surgery. I did everything we were supposed to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) to deal with that. But I had to be patient and I had to go to the Lord and say, if this is for me, let it be for me and let it happen. If this is not for me, then strengthen me to be able to accept your will for me. Mm-hmm. Patience, we have to have. That's a part of the fruit of the spirit and we have to have that. I can't tell people, well, you just got to wait on the Lord because <laughs> some people can do that. Some people cannot. You have to make yourself content where you are. Make yourself content where you are and move forward in enjoying your life and living. And believe me, whatever it is, there's going to be something that the father will put there to bring you what you need to fill that void that you're missing. There'll be something there that he will bring. I'm reminded of the scripture that says that word is a a lamp to thy feet and a light to Mm -hmm. my path. Mm -hmm. And 
in the context of, of the dream, I believe that God allows us to see our potential, mm-hmm. right? Where we're able to go, what we're able to do. We recognize our gifts, our talents. We recognize all of that. And we start putting these things to work like we're supposed to. We're good, We're stewards. Mm-hmm. So we are supposed to manage and multiply. We always remind you, manage and multiply yep. all those things that God gives us, right? And so I think this American dream brings a context to what that path is supposed to look like. But if you are abiding in the word, yes, the revelation will come to you. Just like if you're walking in the dark room and you have this little light on your shoe, you Mm. can't see the furthest point of the room in the darkness, but you know that that there's a wall over there right Mm -hmm. and so is as you walk each step of the path will start to illuminate and then you begin to see more and more and more and more and i think that when we are aligning our loyalty to god and, and and walking in the dream that he's dreamt for us we're allowing him to show us each step of the way, even though we have a greater context of our potential. Because again, there are some things that he doesn't give to us right away because we know we can't handle it. That's right. That's right. And those could be, you wouldn't be able to handle it right now. Right. And those could be some of the things that you are wanting as a part of that dream and you are seeking after them, but he knows one or two things you can't handle it or he has better. Or he has better. Yeah. So, in the patience of walking it out and letting him illuminate as you go and letting him bring revelate revelation and allowing him to grow you and, uh, and develop you as you are moving and getting closer to the dream that he's dreamt for you. I think that's how you keep, that's definitely how you can keep your loyalty and not end up aligning yourself with the American dream. And don't get me wrong. This is not us saying that you can't want a fruitful life. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but what we do know is that this life looks different for every person. I think that's what you said in the opening. It does. It looks it different does. for every person. And if you're looking to the left and to the right and expecting yours, you can be inspired. Yeah. But don't let that influence you to be the thing that you chase. Chase after God and then let him bring yes. it to you. Seek ye first the kingdom the of kingdom mm-hmm. and his righteousness. And then all things things (laughs) will be added unto you. Yeah. Yeah. But if we seek the American dream first and it's whatever, I don't know what's going to be added to you seeking the American dream first. You seek the American dream, but everything you think you may gain from it, it's going to take your concentration, your mind, your focus, everything away from your preordained destiny and it's going to disrupt your harmony meaning mm-hmm. it's going to dis- disrupt the harmony of the fivefold yeah spiritually mentally physically socially and financially whereas when your loyalty is to god because you're seeking seeking his kingdom first matthew 633 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then you maintain that harmony because you're seeking him first and yeah. he's adding and he, yeah. I think, I believe he adds as you have room to receive. So right. maybe I'm answering my own question. If it's not coming, maybe you need to 
Maybe you're not positioned yet to receive it. Absolutely. Go deeper into Mm -hmm. him, to go deeper into God, go deeper into allowing God to mold you and shape you so that you are able to now receive all that he has from you. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we did also was we created a new definition Mm. of the dream for ourselves. Amen. As I said earlier, praying, asking God to show us, to guide us, help us set the goals that we're going to put us on the path to abundance that he had for us. Mm -hmm. We created a new American dream. And then we were seeking after the dream, but it was actually us following the will of the Lord and the path that he has set for us. We began living authentically mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We dropped that mindset, that whole thing about your job, your house, your vehicle, the number of kids, all that stuff that society had did. But we still knew that God put us here to procreate. So, yeah, we had husbands and wives and you know we did all that we had our jobs because he is our source and he provided those things as a resource for us to begin to meet the needs he brought the vehicles so that we could use them to help serve the kingdom there were so many things that he did we just didn't define the american dream by what society would have said it would have been mm-hmm. and it actually freed us it freed us to not be thinking so much about you know what people would say or even looking at what they were doing as they were growing successfully in quotes. Mm -hmm. So what I really want to make sure that I stress and, and folk understand and hear my heart, don't stress yourself on trying to live a life defined by somebody else. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Recognize that society's classic definition of the American dream may not fit your lifestyle and be okay with that. Be okay with it. Rest patiently in the promises of God and in peace. Rest patiently. Might take some time. Know that success for you may look different from that of someone else. And know that you have the right and the authority to live in the abundance of God. He set that forward for you. You got the right to live in it. And don't turn away from the Lord in pursuit of society's American dream. Allow your faith, your trust, and your loyalty to continue in the Lord. Those are the things that are on my heart that I really want people to hear and to understand and to know. We continue your loyalty to the Father in His time. You will receive all of his abundance. And believe me, it's worth waiting for. When you stop aligning your loyalty and focus on that and you put it on God, mm-hmm. you see that it starts to happen. Anyway, it, it happens because he knows the desire of your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees. So you still got it. You still got the house. You still yep. got the car. You still yep. got the rental properties. We had more than we had in our dream as we were looking around with what other people said we should have. We right. had more. And we had, it wasn't something that we knew we would have, mm-hmm. but it was something that he knew we would have or he would have for us. So it, it, it's been a blessing. And we just want to make sure that, you know, 
Matthew 6 and 33, like you say, mm-hmm. seek first and it will all be added unto you and more. I love it. I'm so glad you was able to get that out your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that that is going to bless somebody, somebody who is just like out of balance, yeah, in disharmony, not only with them themselves, their actions, the, the fivefold area. There's a whole lot that's going on yeah. with them, and to just stop and remember, as a steward, yeah, who you're loyal yeah. to, your lines to, your your loyalty. I mean, you're surrendering everything to God, yeah. Yeah. So as a steward, if we've surrendered our entire life to God, yeah. then our loyalty is to him. And so yeah. then we trust him then to add all the other things, the riches of the world to us. Yeah. If and he I, sees fit, yeah. as we have the capacity to receive. To receive. Yeah. My prayer is that the one who needs to hear this will hear it because when you're in the midst of it, you just working to make ends meet and to grow and be successful, but not necessarily to what he has for you. And you might be limiting yourself and I don't want you to be limited at all. Mm -hmm. Open yourself up to the father. See it. Absolutely. And go to him. Thank you, sister. Listen, we are your auntie and big sister in the faith, your financial auntie and big sister. (laughs) Yeah, we are your stewardship coaches. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And our end goal for you is to apply God's stewardship principles in your finances um, as the key to your life and abundance. And when you do this, you are able to manage your money confidently, live life purposefully and build wealth intentionally under the double protection of wealth and wisdom. Wisdom. So until next time, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow Trinity Financial Coaching on LinkedIn and social media handle at MyTFCoach on Facebook and Instagram. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly. Always putting God first as you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.